freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are talking today about the theme of One Generation Away. And as you just heard, we begin each one of our shows with that quote by President Ronald Reagan in which he cautions us that our values, our rights, and our freedoms are only and always just one generation away from extinction. And whatever you think of as a generation, because there are multiple different definitions out there, it, it really is a lifetime and a lifetime really is but a blink, and it goes by quickly. We must be diligent to use that time well, not for ourselves, but for the legacy of this nation, which, if the rights restrictors have their way, will be forever changed and unrecognizable in that blink of an eye. So, friends, as President Reagan tasked us, it is up to you and I to protect, preserve, and restore our rights, which, you know, they all will vanish in that blink of an eye and be but a memory unless we are passing that legacy forward. And whether we act or whether we don't, a legacy will be handed on, and it's up to us to decide, is it one of tyranny or of freedom? Because whichever history we write with those bridges that we build, it will always be just one generation away. Well, we are excited that we have not one but two in-studio guests right now. I love it when people are local and they can come in and we can actually make eye contact and it's wonderful. We have Aki Stant and Ashley Drew, both of the Never Again Foundation. Aki is the Director of Legal Services and a Senior Attorney, overseeing all of Never Again Foundation's legal representation. Through his work, Aki provides victim representation in criminal court and represents homicide victims in civil and probate lawsuits to keep killers from profiting from murder. And Ashley is the Community Impact Director of the Never Again Foundation. She works closely with the victims' families to create a victim impact uh, statements and media releases in addition to securing grants and sponsorships to build community partnerships that allow for the providing of free legal services to victims of domestic violence. What important work. Thank you both so much for that work and for being here today to talk with us about it. Well, thank you for having us. We are definitely excited about kind of sharing a little bit about what we do at the Never Again Foundation, and we're certainly excited about your show. 
Thank you so much. And our friend, uh, Mike Abramovich, I like to say he is my concealed carry instructor. I let other people borrow him from time to time, but he's mine, uh, is who introduced us. So I appreciate that of Mike. So I don't know who to launch with first, but I feel like I want to ask Ashley, what does the Never Again Foundation do? So what we do is we provide free legal representation to victims of domestic violence homicide. And so what many people don't realize is that the victim isn't just the person um, who is murdered. It's the surviving children, Mm. their parents, their grandparents, any stepchildren. So we help them through the legal process because when something traumatic like that happens, you just don't know what to do. Mm. Gosh, that is so, so true. And uh, I mean, it's kind of, you just really laid it out there well, but I want to ask a key, why why are these services needed? Like, why do victims' families have to protect themselves against lawsuits? I mean, that just seems like a no-brainer that why on earth would we have that problem? But apparently we do. We have a huge problem. As Ashley was talking or speaking about, people just don't know sometimes whether they're a victim. Mm. A lot of family members have no idea that they have rights under under the Constitution of the United States and the state of Arizona, and they have no idea to whom they need to turn, and we're grateful that we're in a position as a, a nonprofit law firm to provide that representation. Specifically, right off the top, as soon as a crime such as homicide occurs, many times we get the referrals and the families contact us, and we're able to let them know, okay, you need to take a, a step back from this situation and look to include more people who are likely victims of this crime, and we can provide that representation in the criminal criminal court and move forward from there. That's incredible. Um, how, in your own personal lives, and I'll start back with you, Aki, how did you become aware that this was, there was a need for this? That's an interesting question. Uh, you mentioned earlier Mike Abramovich. He, in my opinion with my limited experience. <laughs> he is one of the best firearms instructors I've, I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I come from a law enforcement background. Mm-hmm. And so he was uh, recommended to me as a concealed carry instructor. Mm-hmm. And so I took his course and I was absolutely impressed with his professionalism, his level of expertise and the amount of information he provided. It was so very close to what I ha- was used to in law enforcement and that training. And so being involved in law enforcement, I obviously investigated quite a few crimes. Mm -hmm. And I had the privilege of being involved in homicide investigations. And so with that background, while I attended law school, uh, the director, the executive director of the Never Again Foundation, Keith Perkins, he presented to our law school basically what the Never Again Foundation does, and I was immediately hooked. Mm. The ability to use my background, my education, my experience as a law enforcement officer to help victims, mm-hmm. it, there is no other way for me, in my opinion, to be able to use my God-given gifts, if you will, mm-hmm. to help families. And it is an absolute privilege and honor to be able to use what I've been given to help families who are devastated by domestic violence homicide. Mm. I, yeah, I, that's resonating so deeply with me. I'm a, a little teary-eyed. Uh, I, I just so appreciate that you've uh, turned that into a life mission 
to help others. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. And what would you say, Ashley, what brought you into even the awareness that this was a need and a problem? And then what drew you to want to be a part of it? Sure. So I've been a nonprofit for almost 14 years. And so I've always been drawn to causes um, where people are affected by things that are out of their control. Mm. So I was with juvenile diabetes, which is type one for almost seven years, liver disease, which can happen to anyone. And so um, the Never Again Foundation, I actually found seven years ago and had interviewed with them back then. And they offered me a position um, to start fundraising. And they, I, I didn't think they were quite ready. Um, and so when I saw that I had this opportunity again, um, I just had to jump on it and I was excited that our executive director, Keith Perkins remembered me immediately and, um, you know, thought that I would be a great addition to the team to really help victims, um, have a voice. That's awesome. And so you really are, uh, the way the the work you do is the way to, to answer my next question, which is how is the Never Again Foundation able to provide free legal representation? I mean, legal, re- that immediately makes your wallet cramp, right? <laughs> you hear the word legal rep- re- representation and you know it's going to cost a decent amount of money. And most people live pretty much hand to mouth mm-hmm. and they don't have that extra money to invest in in protecting themselves. Um, So how is it that they're able, the organization is able to provide these services for free? That's a really great question. Um, Because yes, legal representation is so expensive. Most people need retainers up front in cash, five, 10, 15,000. We are blessed. We have wonderful families and clients that um, when they receive judgments um, for their cases, they have donated a percentage back Um, It's typically about 25% we collect um, back from the clients as a generous gift so that we can pay it forward Mm. and help other victims who desperately need our services. And then the general public, uh, we need donations from them. And um, we're also a Arizona tax credit organization for legal aid. So people can give to us um, for their taxes, whether 400 single or 800 as a married joint couple. That's fantastic. That is such Im- important work, and I love that it's it's got a built-in legacy to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's legacy work. When when one uh, family is helped, it automatically is investing into the next family that you wish there wasn't a next family to help, right? Yeah. Oh, that's exactly right, and I like what you said. You wish there weren't more, but we get constant referrals, many of which we're able to take and we're able to provide some representation but many because they are not in the state of Arizona many because of the distances and the complications that are related we don't get to help everyone Mm. but everyone that we do they're always very gracious they are always very grateful for the help that we provide we do our best to be at the top of our game to provide a professional representation in in not just the criminal courts but also the civil courts and probate because obviously we're talking about someone's passing Mm. and the families and they are truly family members and loved ones who are so grateful for what we do and they are more than happy to do what they can to give back and i say what they can because many times there are judgments large Mm. judgments Mm -hmm. but many times we're not able to collect for example maybe a killer just doesn't have anything Mm -hmm. to collect against Mm -hmm. so some families are able and others aren't and we are grateful 
very grateful for the ones that are because then we can take that next call mm -hmm. and we can make the decision as a staff to, to basically let them know, yes, we're going to help your family. That is fantastic. Well, we're going to run to commercial, but you two are sticking around for another segment, right? Definitely. Yes, awesome. So just real quick before we go out, and we are coming back again with Hockey Stant and Ashley Drew of the Never Again Foundation, tell folks who are listening right now, that we do have listeners all over the country, um, not just here in Arizona, but maybe there's somebody in another state that maybe they can't be helped by us, but they have a heart to help your organization to donate right or maybe there's a family here in Arizona that's like oh I had no idea that this even existed for us and we need to reach out and and see about your services what how would they do that um, they can go to our website um, and donate online by going to www.neveragainfoundation.org and there's a button on every single tab of our page. Very good. All right, stick around. Right after this, we're coming back with Aki Stunt and Ashley Drew of the Never Again Foundation and talking about one of the ways that they help fund the work they do is very closely tied to uh, Gun Freedom Radio, and that is a sporting clay event uh, coming up soon. So stick around. We're going to talk much more about all of this with them. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio. 
where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are in studio today with Aki Stant. Stant, I am not saying your name right. You say it. Oh, I've had it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Many times. It's Aki Stant. Aki Stant. Aki Kumwaka. Yep. It's so simple. Why can I not get it right? And then Ashley Drew, thank you for having an easy name that I'm not butchering <laughs> on the air. You are so welcome. <laughs> of the Never Again Foundation. So, uh... Aki. Yes, ma'am. Ooh, I did it right. Uh, catch folks up. If maybe they they are just now joining us, what exactly is the Never Again Foundation? The Never Again Foundation is a nonprofit law firm. We provide free legal services, and we the majority of our cases, unfortunately, are families that are victims of domestic violence homicide. Mm-hmm. And so we provide representation in the criminal court mm-hmm. for the victims and when appropriate, we provide representation in civil and probate courts as well. Very good. Very good. Now, is this when the, the perpetrator, the bad guy, is suing the family that they harmed? Most times it is the ability of keeping the bad guy, mm-hmm. the killer, mm-hmm. from using mm-hmm. what belongs to the family, to the victims. Um, for a quick example is insurance proceeds. Mm. A killer will get it into his or her head that he wants to kill a, a loved one for the in life insurance proceeds. Oh, okay. And, excuse me. So what we do is we step in. Mm-hmm. We represent in the criminal court. We get restitution liens mm-hmm. against his interest. Mm-hmm. And then when the time comes, we go and we collect on those proceeds to make sure that it goes to the right people. Our number uh-huh. one mission is to make sure that killers do not profit from murder. Very good. And so often... Unfortunately, uh, we do a lot of, uh, you know, responsible our citizen reports where we talk about, you know, danger walks among us. And sometimes danger is wearing the mask of your husband or your spouse or your father or your brother. Or so th- a lot of these situations really can be domestic in nature. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I like what you were, were saying. Sometimes the relationship isn't what you would expect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always just the angry husband or Mm ex-husband many times it's grandchildren against grandparents and the other way around there are lots of different circumstances that unfortunate that that people make poor decisions and take the life of a loved one Mm. so true and so tragic um so one of the ways that a uh, a nonprofit, you know of course donations are important but you also hold uh events that, that help bring in money, and you have an exciting event coming up. It's a sporting clay event, and it's to benefit the victims of domestic violence homicide. And I want to talk about the the event and how people can get involved and where it is, but the, I can just see in my mind's eye people all over the country driving down the road. They're listening to our show, and they just kind of did that, that dog head turn thing that way. What? <laughs> domestic violence, and it, you're doing guns? Like, uh, talk to us about that. Help them understand how that is not awkward. That is not, you know, uh, and, and I'm going to point to Ashley. They're both <laughs> pointing at each other, but, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll both respond. Okay. Um, but, you know, the, the important thing is, is, you know, when you think about the work that we're doing, when we're, we, we've never done a fundraiser mm-hmm. before. So this is kind of our first one. And mm-hmm. we were just, you know, thinking about 
what would be fun? What do we enjoy doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what what are the people that are kind of in our tight knit group? You mm-hmm. know, when a homicide happens, first responders are there. We've got the police. We've got the fire. We've got EMTs. You know, we've got all of the detectives. We've got all of those people, you know, on our team helping our victims. And so, you know, they obviously have, you know, gun training. They know about safety, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. And, you know, many of us um, enjoy hunting and shooting. And so we just thought that it would be fun. And many of our our clients are gun enthusiasts as well. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's a topic that we feel like we shouldn't shy away from just because, you know, sometimes it does end in tragedy. Mm-hmm. And Ashley's right. You, you mentioned that it was awkward. This is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But so is our representation. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with people who are living with tragedy, and we are doing everything that we can to help them. And one way was to ask them, hey, what kind of event would you support? Mm-hmm. And our many of our current victims and clients are shooters absolutely and they are responsible gun owners Mm -hmm. and they do what they can to educate themselves and we fully support that Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that people educate themselves as you mentioned Mm -hmm. about your show we fully support education information understanding and so this event that we're very excited about it Mm -hmm. because we're going to be able to pull a lot of interest from people here in arizona and hopefully across the country Mm -hmm. who support the same types of ideals Absolutely. And, you know, those of us that understand guns and and the gun community, uh, whatever that really is, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, we like to use that phrase. We know that it it really is kind of a no brainer. It's a tongue and groove because all of those first responders, all the people that you work so closely with, they are gun guys and gals, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is such a, a fun event. Now, the reason it would be fun if I came out is because everybody would be laughing at how (laughs) many clays are safe in front of the barrel of my gun. I am not particularly skilled at that kind of shooting, but it is a blast, uh, pun intended, right? Right. You can't help but (laughs) smile and laugh at, you know, how good you're doing or... (laughs) How terrible you're doing. Exactly, exactly. So tell us about the event. Um, Who are you advertising it to? Where does it take place? How do people get involved? Yeah, so um, it's going to, we're calling it Take Flight for Domestic Violence Awareness. Um, One of our our family cases that we have, um, Angela Russo, it's been on the news. Um, They're kind of the face of the event. And so the shallow family is going to be out there. Um, you know, it's take flight. And the way that their daughter was identified was by her angel wings. Mm. And it was an angel wing tattoo. And mm. so it's just such a great pairing. And we're so excited that they're going to be out there um, supporting us. But it's going to be um, a 10 station course at Ben Avery um, up in North Phoenix. And there's going to be 50 targets per station. There's going to be um, various competitions for the top team, pair in the air, top male, top female shooters. Um, We're going to have an awards luncheon, safety demonstration, live and silent auction, raffle. It's just going to be all sorts of really fun stuff um, going on, enjoying the outdoors. That's awesome. Can you have an extra little ribbon for, well, she really tried hard. (laughs) (laughs) We'd have a lot of those ribbons. For he and she. Because that's the only award I would be going home with that particular day. 
Oh, that's fantastic. So um, tell folks again, again, I have listeners all across the nation, and this organization that you're running, the, the Never Again Foundation, it really is uh, Arizona-centric, right? It's We actually have recently opened an office in the state of Utah. Okay. And so we are expanding slowly and carefully. Mm-hmm. And I say carefully because <laughs> the law is complicated, mm-hmm. and there are lots of things, lots of moving parts. And so we are... Mm-hmm. here in Arizona and just recently in the state of Utah. We would love to be able to represent across the country, but we are a growing foundation and carefully, little by little, we will move forward so that we can provide representation to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. But it does take time. Mm-hmm. It does take a lot of funding, mm-hmm. hence the, the fundraiser coming up at Ben Avery. But it takes a lot of moving parts to be moving together carefully. And so we're excited for what's in the future for the Never Again Foundation. Absolutely. And so for the people that don't happen to be in either Arizona or Utah, but they they have a heart for what you're doing, yep. and they would love to help out and, and donate some money, uh, how would they go about doing that? So they can go to our website and uh, make a donation by going to www.neveragainfoundation.org. And then we also will be having a text-to-donate ability where they will text Angela, A-N-G-E-L-A, to 71777. And so that should be live um, by Friday. Very good. Yes, this show, we're in the studio on Wednesday, September 12th. It airs uh, recorded live on uh, Saturday, so the day before this is uh, on the air. Uh, Fantastic. And then a key, if people are in Arizona and they or a friend has experienced unfortunately um, things in their lives that they say I think I need your help uh, the foundation's help how do they go about reaching out and uh, is there criteria involved for them to to be uh, picked or how, how does that part work the best way to to get a hold of us would be calling the office. Mm -hmm. Our number is Mm 602-761-2535. And as far as selecting cases, that's a very complicated question. And we would prefer to be able to speak to the potential clients to gather some specific initial information to be able to make that determination. But we invite anyone, certainly, who has suffered from domestic violence, homicide, to give us a call and let us know what the circumstances are and, and we will do everything that we can mm-hmm. responsibly to, to help them. That That is such important work and I know that there's people out there that are you know, probably breathing a, a sigh of relief because I, I can't imagine a time in your life when you feel more isolated and more alone than when your family has experienced something like this. And, you know, who do you turn to? What help do you even need? How do people even know what help they need? No, you're exactly right. And thankfully, uh, Ashley mentioned this earlier, law enforcement, our first responders are very good at making referrals. <coughs> Excuse me. Th- thankfully, we've, we've done a lot of good work here in Arizona, and many of the local s- municipalities and counties know what we do and so we are getting the majority of our referrals through law enforcement and victim advocates Mm. but you're right that sometimes when these tragedies happen people have no idea Mm -hmm. where they need to go they do have representation if you will 
through the respective counties. And thankfully, we've been able to work closely with those counties to get information to those victims so they can give us a call. Fantastic. Well, we've just about run out of time, but I'm so excited to have met you both. I, I thank you so much for the work you're doing, for the lives you're touching. Uh, it's such important work. And just as we go out, if uh, Ashley, if you could tell folks, how can they learn more about the work you're doing uh, and, and follow along? Yeah, you guys can go to our website or um, come to our Facebook page. It's got our phone number, our website. Um, you'll see that we've posted about being here today. Mm -hmm. um, but call our office, um, the 602-761-2535. And, you know, any of us, are, we're a small, strong team of five folks. Any of us are happy to talk to you about anything. And I think I forgot to mention the date of the event, too. Oh, so I'm yeah. just going to throw it in there. It's Saturday, November 10th, um, up at the Ben Avery um, Clay Target shoot area. Um, it's Veterans Day weekend. And so and they can sign up through the website, which is www.neveragainfoundation.org. Fantastic. Well, thank you again so much for, for being here. We're going to check back in from time to time. And just kind of see how things are going, what new states you've uh, advanced into. Um, and just, again, thank you so much for the work you're doing. Aki Stant. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having us. <laughs> I got it, it right. <laughs> and Ashley Drew. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of the Never Again Foundation. Bye-bye now. All right. Well, stick around because we have coming, I think, up the elevator as we speak, Mr. Brandon Tatum. He is the Director of Urban Engagement at Turning Point USA. Stick around. everybody this is joey rocket shoes dylan world champion gunslinger and hollywood gun coach in the westerns there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy and i always root for the good guy which is why i'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com they are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast long guns pistols hunting military law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town, Avondale, off the I-10 and Dysart Road, and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org.
Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our next guest is actually in studio, sitting right next to me. This is amazing. We've had uh, three local people in a row on today's show. That never happens for us, and I love it. Brandon Tatum. Brandon is the Director of Urban Engagement at Turning Point USA. He's also the CEO, founder, and owner at Tatum Motivation. He is a former Tucson police officer and has built an avid media following due to his dynamic personality and if you've ever seen any of his videos you know what I'm talking about his authentic message and his natural ability to relate to the everyday American welcome to the show well thanks for having me this is exciting we got to meet a few months back at the Western Conservative Conference you were uh, a speaker and I was a speaker and all day I kept trying to just meet you long enough so you had a face to go with my my email to say please come on my show and you were just mobbed by people all day long they are just drawn to you they're very interested in in the common sense the real common sense not the hijacked air quote common sense term that we hear all the time, right? Uh, just way of communicating the, the thoughts and ideas that you have on the hysteria that uh, kind of passes for news these days. What do, you, what do you think about that? I mean, how do you go from being a police officer to being like a YouTube sensation? Well, I, th I think it's rooted in me just being myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I think my whole life, my mama would attest to this, that <laughs> I've always uh, spoke my mind um, I can only be me. That's the easiest way to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that as a police officer, I would often speak my mind in various ways, but I end up putting it onto social media and it caught traction. You know, um, people often feel like I should cater to a certain demographic of people or whatever. But in my mind, the way I look at it is that I'm just going to say how I feel about mm -hmm. all the situations that um, are presented to me. And then people who like what I say, they tend to follow my page. So that's that's the easiest way that I can do things, and it's the most consistent for me. Mm -hmm. No, it's wonderful. And, uh, you know, just because of the work you've done and the person you are, you can speak to things in a way that others can't. Like, I, I, I haven't been a police officer, right? And I, I can have all these opinions about what and who police officers are or are not. And it's not going to have the same weight as coming from you because you've gone through the training. You've worn the badge. You've, you know, probably gotten, you know, some pushback one way or the other because if your opinion doesn't align politically with the, the office or the, um, the, the office that you hold, uh, that can be problematic for you. Yeah, I th you know, what's interesting to me is that um, I think this is God's plan for me to, to be involved in a lot of different things. You know, I was a All-American football player coming out of high school. I played college football. I joined the police department. And, you know, if you had asked me would I have ever been a police officer seven years ago, I'll tell you no way in the world. Mm. So I think God has a plan to use me and, and get me involved in a lot of things so that I can speak from the heart and be able to deliver a message for him um, in various areas. You know, I'm very humbled that I had the opportunity to be a police officer. I served every day respectfully, honorably, with integrity, 
And uh, I'm just I'm, I'm just blessed to have the opportunity. And my goal is to share those experiences with other people and hopefully it can you know, benefit or impact somebody else's life. Absolutely. And so now you find yourself as the Director of Urban Engagement at Turning Point USA. That's, that's incredible. Now, I love Turning Point USA, but some of our listeners might have been living under a rock or in a cave <laughs> for the last several years, and they might not know what I'm talking about. So could you tell folks what is Turning Point USA and what job are you doing with them? Okay, I'll give a, a very general statement about Turning Point USA. I think that um, we have obviously in-depth uh, knowledge about it. You can just go online and look it all up, read all the rhetoric. But pretty much what Turning Point USA is responsible for doing is enlightening and, and inspiring young people, giving them positive information about government, about capitalism, about being free thinkers. Um, and we've, we're doing that on, I think we're in over 1,000 campuses um, in, in this country we also have uh, a program that I'm very excited about, and I think is is mostly overlooked in our in our um, uh, nonprofit organization is the the freedom I say freedom the victory program, and that is where we allow young people who aspire to be uh, political leaders, uh, whether it's um, a student body president, we help them get elected, help them run campaigns. Um, we may not help them direct some we may not help directly, but we can assist in any way we can to to get victory in those positions because as we've all seen and noticed that the the left or the liberal agenda have been dominating mm -hmm. in colleges and high schools all around the country. So I think this is our opportunity to kind of put a conservative face there where they have control um, in certain areas where historically we haven't. And that that's one of the things that I think that's invaluable that we do. I think we're, try, we're trying to um, feed or foster um, positivity in the, into the next generation. I think mm -hmm. the forgotten generation. And like mm -hmm. I said, I feel like people on the left have done a good job at this um, mm -hmm. to the detriment of a lot of uh, conservative values. But I think that we're trying to combat that, inspire young people, give them an alternative uh, way of thinking, give them a, a chance to, to be free in the things that they were raised in. Uh, what I'm doing for Turning Point, which I'm also blessed to be a part of, is directing um, urban engagement, which is essentially um, the outreach in the black community. And it doesn't hurt that I'm an African-American male and I grew up in a black community. So <laughs> it, it, it's a blessing. And, and what my goal is and our goal is as a as a nonprofit organization is to just pretty much do the same thing, but extend that to the black community. Mm -hmm. I feel like for a long time. Even growing up myself, I feel like that the black community have been, you know, they haven't been getting good, accurate information. Mm -hmm. I grew up believing that Republicans were racist mm -hmm. and that white people really didn't like me that much. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, even though I was conservative, I didn't perceive that I was conservative. Mm -hmm. I thought I was a Democrat. And, you know, another thing is I didn't know the history of the Democratic Party. I didn't know the history of the Republican Party. I didn't understand uh, the votes that went into the 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment mm. um, that really helped African-Americans in this country, which were all um, led by Republicans. Mm. And those things were um, items of information that I felt like I was missing growing up. And I think that we need to give that um, to young people today. And that's my mission is to do that. We have several conferences and, and also other agendas that we're trying to accomplish. And um, that's pretty much it. Wow. That is so interesting and you've said so much uh in such a short amount of time but where 
When did you start realizing these things? What was kind of the impetus that made you say, wait a minute, I, I believe X, Y, and Z, and let's see which political party aligns with that. Oh, it's not the, um, it's not the, uh, the Democratic Party at all. It's this other party that I would have sworn I had no connection to. Yeah, I think that it was a process. You know, some people talk about um, red pill moments. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that my experience wasn't was probably a red pill moment, but it was it took a lot a long time to digest it. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it started when I went to college. You know, I, I, I graduated. My high school graduation was in a uh, I guess you could say an inner city community, mm-hmm. all black high school. Mm-hmm. Everything that we did was Afrocentric. Mm-hmm. And when I went to college, it was a eye-opening experience because I wasn't just in a bubble. I wasn't right. just around people I grew up with. I wasn't just around black people. Right. You know, I had an opportunity to be exposed to all different types of people, majority white at the University of Arizona. And it opened my eyes up to, to realize that, dang, you know, racial tension that I felt like I grew up believing existed really wasn't apparent. Um, I had no problems with people. I didn't run into racist people on campus and <laughs> my professors loved me, you know, right. or maybe one reason because I played football and they, <laughs> they thought it was really cool to be in a lecture hall with a football player in there. But um, I had no problems. It started opening my understanding that, dang, the world is bigger than what I thought it was and mm-hmm. that people really don't hate each other like I was I perceived growing up by way of my peers. And then I, I went to church. In 2008, I started going to church and I got saved. And that really helped my mind when it comes to perceptualizing people in general, that I believe that we're all God's children. So race and color and background and ethnicity, your past, whatever it may be, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, And so that was a, a, a changing factor in me. And then when I became a police officer in 2011, I mean, I had never thought about being a police officer. I didn't even really like police officers. I didn't know any. Right. And and, and it just out of desperation and me being a stand-up type of a man to provide for my son, I applied for the police department. And it's a long story behind how I became a police officer. But um, the police, the, being a police officer, serving the community, watching men and women of all colors, all backgrounds serve people and protect them, it really inspired me. And then when I saw um, the Democratic Party railing against police officers Hmm. i started to wake up and realize that something is not right why are they saying this and all of the police officers that i work with used to always tell me they say brandon you're not a democrat like if you look (laughs) at all of the things that you believe you don't align with that party and then i think once barack obama started saying those things it, it really opened my eyes to the reality of it and i started really realizing that I am not associated to this party like I thought I was. So that, that's kind of how, how it started. I went to a Donald Trump rally, and, and I thought it was just absolutely amazing. I was inspired by him, his sacrifice, um, and all the media rhetoric was just BS. Mm-hmm. And that just led me on the path to being a conservative. That is so awesome. We are out of time, and I have so many more questions for you, so we're going to have to have you back. But just quickly before we go, I have to ask, so how did your family react to all of this because if you grew up thinking you were a democrat then they probably are or think they are democrats yeah you know it's funny my stepmom told me she said that she's uh that we are conservatives but we just vote democrat and i was like <laughs> how in the world is this pop that's possible but I, I spoke at an event 
in Tucson, uh, the Freedom Expo event in Tucson, and my dad came, my stepmom came. My mama, she, she, my mama, she always uh, associate, she, she believes in me and she mm-hmm. listens to me. Mm-hmm. And so when I went conservative, she went conservative. But my dad and my stepmom are a little more uh, rigid. Mm-hmm. And they went to the conference and, and I felt like that they were inspired. You know, my dad now calls me and tells me about conservative people that he didn't know was conservative, like Jackie Robinson. And, and different things like that. He bought several books from conservatives at the event. So I think that slowly but surely, the the, the red pill is being digested by my parents as well. That's fantastic. I just love stories like that. Well, we've got to run, but thank you so much to Brandon Tatum, the Director of Urban Engagement at Turning Point USA. How do folks follow you like and, and hear your videos and learn more about Turning Point USA? Well, I think the the best way to to do it is just Google Brandon Tatum. Uh, You'll see all of my social media. If you want to know what we're doing at Turning Point USA, just go to TurningPointUSA.com. Just TPUSA.com. But the best thing to do, uh, the the things that I update the most, I make all of my videos on YouTube. And then my Instagram is where if if I'm going to place to speak, I normally throw it out on my Instagram story. So people can follow me there at The Officer Tatum. The Officer Tatum. The Officer Tatum. The one and only. Yeah, it's only one. (laughs) I love it. Thank you again so much for stopping by. Brandon Tatum, the Director of Urban Engagement at Turning Point USA. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, stick around. We still have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's commentary. Mm. Coming up right after this. He's shaking his head no. We'll find out. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, 
these shows go by so fast. I know it. We're going to have to go to a three-hour show so I can say hello. No, we're not. Just so no. I can talk. <laughs> Just so you can talk. That's true. I mean, well, your your moment is coming. Dan's commentary today. is is hovering out there. And We have, we have no commentary and we're <laughs> today. <laughs> You'll think of something. Something will strike you while I'm giving the responsibly armed citizen report. Fights a never-ending battle for truth justice and the american way responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense and two hundred thousand times a year a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed somehow we never hear these stories on the network news so we are proud to bring them to you here on gun freedom radio well, imagine a late summer Friday morning. You are loading up the kids in the car on your way to a weekend out of town. One last little jaunt to the cooler temperatures of your favorite getaway before the busy school year begins. You've packed the snacks, the travel games, and loaded everyone's favorite music on your smartphone. Everyone is ready to hop in the car and begin the weekend fun. Everyone, including Danger, who has appeared out of nowhere, is leaning into your vehicle, wielding a knife and threatening your life and the lives of your children. Danger has choreographed this scene perfectly to catch his prey at their most vulnerable moment. The keys not yet in the ignition. The children strapped into their car seats. Your passenger restrained by their own safety belt. We can only guess how this scenario would have played out had it not been for a neighbor who had arrived home at that very moment, witnessed the attack, and ran into his own home to retrieve his firearm. Whatever danger had on his mind that day, whatever evil he had for this little family, those plans were stopped and lives were saved because of the quick and decisive actions of a responsibly armed citizen. In Littlefield, Texas, police said a man with a gun and a concealed carry permit was able to stop a violent carjacking Thursday afternoon. Police arrested Ruben Garcia Lopez, 25, for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, assault, terroristic threat, and resisting arrest. Littlefield police were called to the 900 block of West 4th Street Thursday afternoon. A police statement said a male subject was armed with a knife and was assaulting a female and trying to take her car. Police said Lopez also assaulted the woman's boyfriend. Her kids were in the car during the time of the assault. Police quoted Lopez as insisting the car belonged to him. Even though she was being assaulted, the woman was trying to get her kids out of the car to safety. A neighbor arrived at his home, witnessed the attack in progress, and armed himself with his handgun. He has a concealed handgun permit, police said, and he came to the aid of victims and pointed his firearm at the attacker. The attacker, Lopez, then moved away from the car, and the armed neighbor held him at gunpoint across the street until the police arrived. When the police did arrive, the attacker dropped the knife and then attacked the officer. Ultimately, the officer was able to arrest Lopez, and there was no mention of injuries in the police statement. 
I don't know if I have anything for that one. It's just craziness. So I don't know if that was a domestic dispute or if this guy was off his rocker entirely and that wasn't his family or his car or anything like that because when the police come, what did he do? He throws the knife down and then attacks an armed police officer. I think maybe he was a little off. Off, yeah. You know, I I don't normally do this, but I I have my own... um, Citizens, uh, responsible, responsible armed armed citizen. Report? Okay. This lady wasn't armed, though. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to be you first. Okay. Hello. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Today's when, when? When do I start? <laughs> Even Ed laughed at that. When do I start with hello? I never start with hello. Okay. <laughs> this responsibly armed citizens report is about a. Imagine yourself a woman. <laughs> I'm dying over And there. you're on a dating site called Plenty of Fish. And you meet a man online. And you go to dinner. You have a nice dinner. And then he invites you to his house to meet his sister. And they go in the house. And the sister's not there. But he grabs her, chokes her, and then attempts to rape her. Well, that's what happened today on this responsibly armed citizen. And she went in and she decided the best way to handle this man, since she's not armed, is to comply. So she acted like, yes, it's okay. We'll do, we'll do the rape thing and then I'll move on my way. Oh my and they go in the room and she bites him. Hmm. But she didn't bite him on the hand. Oh. She didn't bite him on the neck. Okay. She didn't bite him on the tongue. Okay. She bit him. All right. And was able to get away. Got it. Went behind, uh, ran it through the house. The house was locked, so she couldn't get out. So she got a big coffee table and she held herself there while the man attempted to stab her a couple times. Oh, gosh. Finally, he agreed to let her go. She gave him his, oh, she had no clothes on, by the way. Mm-hmm. She gave him his clothes, or cl- her clothes, mm-hmm. and let her leave. And she ran and called 911. And of course, the man was arrested. 54 year old man. Anyway. That's my responsible armed citizens report today. Thank you. So she was armed with teeth, apparently. Yes. And a coffee table. 32 of them. There we go. I know I can never be Cheryl, (laughs) but there's my attempt. Oh, my stars. That was, I was terrified the entire time, I I have to tell you. Yeah. Usually, anytime Dan has something he wants to share, we, we kind of run it through you know, a checklist of. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, okay. Okay. Let me just tell you this. I've had a pretty uh, challenging week this week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have the auction house and there's a lot of things going on. And mm-hmm. I go to a lot of people's houses. Yeah. And I get rid of their contents of the house. And mm-hmm. it's been a challenging week this week. And, you know, I'm guilty of it, too. But, you know, we're all going to pass away at one time. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, we should prepare ourselves you know, we hoard, a lot of people hoard stuff. I kind of hoard guns and stuff and things. Mm-hmm. I don't like to admit it, but I do. And just putting yourself in a better position for your family. I mean, if you if you love your family, you, you need to take care of them. So you need to educate them on what you have, what to do with the items. I mean, just recently we had a lady that, she had 249 guns. She didn't know her husband owned a gun. Isn't that, like... That is amazing. Right. That was an amazing story. And then 
I had another one where, you know, the, the, the house has been vacant for three years and mm-hmm. is hoarded and it's full of stuff. And the, the, the family doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But what really hit me hard is a couple of days ago, I had one where a gentleman called me and said, I need you to come and take my collection out of my house. And uh, so I went over there and he said, it's got to be done today. Mm-hmm. So I stopped what I was doing and I went there and I took care of things and picked them up. And I found out, he said, yeah, I have two weeks to live. Yeah. And it really hit me hard. It's It's been rough. You know, I mean, I feel really bad for the family, but I, I got to give him credit because he's, he's taking, he's doing something. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they've come to accept it, him, the wife, his wife and him. And uh, I just say, please uh, be prepared. You know, mm-hmm. get your things in order. Mm-hmm. Educate your kids on what you have. Don't, don't let them, let somebody take advantage of them mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And be very uh, leery of your friends. <laughs> Okay, be leery of your leery friends because sometimes I think, I think we need a James for that line. Right, what does but, that mean? Right. Well, it just be careful because sometimes friends take advantage hmm. of situations, and so, so have things written down clearly. Right. So nobody can come out of the woodwork and say, "Oh yeah, so that really, really expensive collectible firearm is not really worth that much. Not and, worth that much, or it was promised to me. Right. You know, we went out." you know, to the movie together and that's when the person said it was mine or whatever the case may be. If it's not in writing, it's going to get complicated and messy right. and, and add to the emotion that your family's dealing with. That's so, that's really wise. And I have, you know, I have um, a lot of stuff that's kind of unusual things and I have one good friend that I know that if he sold something for you, Cheryl, mm-hmm. he would, if he sold it for a hundred, he'd give you 200. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, is that kind of guy. But just have one of those people as your friend mm-hmm. that you can trust. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it. So, I, you know, my commentary is kind of messed up today for that reason. But anyway, it's good advice. Yeah, that's that's a rough por- part of our business. But such it's a blessing, though, that you get to minister to these people, that you get to help walk them through some of these difficult things that it's all brand new for them. You know, we've helped hundreds of families. And so, um, you know, it's it's really... I know it's hard on you, but um, I'm thankful that you are so good at it. So, thank you. All right, we've got to wrap up, and I just want to thank uh, Ed. I don't. I don't think I got a belly laugh out of Ed today, but um, <laughs> thank you. I feel better now. I feel- <laughs> Uh, thank you for all you do, Ed, keeping us on time, uh, calling everybody, answering my phone when it rings in the middle of a <laughs> a segment. Um, you're just awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to our listeners and our guests. And until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. All of them? All of them, Dan. Come on. Even the ones you don't like. Ugh. Especially the ones you don't like. Uh-uh. Be good. Stop grumbling. Be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, 
defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.